Okay, I want to welcome everyone back to the last part of this incredible series. And uh, tonight's share is going to be the seventh habit of the seven habits of Stephen Covey. The seven habits to highly successful and effective people. So tonight's share is once again sponsored with Fushleim Elisheba Bas Sora, and anonymously for. Uh, the donors' children to be great in Torah, Voida, and Yerushalayim. Thank you for sponsoring this entire series. And if anybody wants to sponsor a future series, please send us an email, office at basedovid.com. So here we are, we're at the seventh and last habit. And it's very important for us to understand what is the last habit. We've been working so hard over the last few weeks to understand to better ourselves, to make ourselves into better people, more receptive people, more understanding people, which ultimately helps our relationships and helps us in every way. So what is this habit? First of all, it's called, as Stephen Covey names it, sharpening the sword. As we mentioned previously, the first three habits are grouped together, the next three are grouped together, and this one stands above all of them, and we'll see why. So basically, this habit is going to cement um, all of the rest of the habits that we have previously learned. Stephen Covey basically starts off this chapter and this habit with an incredible marshal, an important marshal. And he says, imagine if a person's walking into the forest and he sees someone trying to cut down trees. And he's using a saw that seems to be a little bit blunt and he's schwitzing, and it's, it's difficult, it's boiling hot, he looks exhausted, he can barely move. And he says, tell me something, how long have you been doing this for? She says, I've been doing this for five hours, and it's really going slow. So he said, I understand, why don't you just take a break? Take a break, stop for a little bit, have a little break, you know, sharpen the saw, and you'll be able to continue and maybe even be more successful. So he answers, no, 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 I have no time for that, you can't see I'm trying to cut down all the trees over here that are in front of me. I don't have time. It's almost like a person that's driving and driving and driving. And someone says, you know, I think you should fill up gas, petrol. And he says, well, I don't have time. I'm busy. I'm on the road. I've got places to be. I've got no time to fill up petrol, to fill up gas. And it's almost ridiculous because if you don't fill up gas, you don't fill up petrol, if you don't stop ever to sharpen the saw, then eventually you just stop, it doesn't work, you can't rejuvenate, you can't continue in a successful manner. And it comes at times where every person has to sort of take a step back and stop what he's doing and reevaluate to make sure, is he going in the right direction, is he doing the right thing, is he doing the things that he's meant to be doing, and it's important to do that. And it's very necessary to do this in order to put into practice everything we've learned. In other words, over the last six sessions, we've learned a tremendous amount about ourselves, our time management, our goals, our communication, so much. How do we do it? How do we put it into practice? How do we take the six habits that we've been working so hard, and I assume just like me, everyone who's been listening has been really trying to put them in, infuse them into his life, in his daily, you know, goings-on, So how do we do it? How do we do it? And the answer is this habit. That's the real answer. 
That's what makes this habit so important because it really does cement the previous six, which means that if we don't have this habit, the other six that we've learned are very nice theoretically, but they're never actually going to be practiced in our lives, which is why it is so important and crucial for us really to get this clear. Now, in order to implement the previous six habits, it takes, and we've mentioned this before, a tremendous amount of strength, a tremendous amount of courage to do what we have to do. Often the things that we're not used to doing and uh, are not comfortable of doing, we know they're the right thing to do, but it takes a lot of courage. It takes, you know, it takes challenge to be able to do them, to make them comfortable. And we know this, that not everything in life necessarily that's easy do we do, and just because it's difficult, we don't do. So we have to sometimes do the things that are difficult as well. And if you remember, we started the entire series with a concept of we are in control. That means that we choose our responses and we're very much in control of everything that we react to, but not necessarily that goes on around us. And we mentioned that. Right? We're not necessarily in control of everything that happens and our surroundings and our environment. Not necessarily are we always in control of that. Sometimes we are, but often we're not. But what we always are in control of is the way we react, in the way that we act on those situations and we decide, we have the power to decide. So that basically means that all of the previous habits are within us to decide. We could do this. And that's where this habit comes in. That we actually have to dedicate time specifically to sharpen the saw. In other words, we have to ensure that we're constantly in check with ourselves. Are we on the right direction? Are we going on the right track? Are we doing the right thing? Are we implementing that which we've learned and actually using it? It's very nice to hear it, but we have to do it. We have to live it. And the only way to do it is not just by listening to these classes, to these shiurim, but stopping every so often and saying, hold on a minute, what am I doing? Am I in control? Am I making the decision? Or am I allowing my environment, my surroundings to make the decision for me? Am I really communicating? Do I really care about somebody else? Do I want win-win? What am I looking for? Constantly, constantly. It's almost like, you know, when they make, uh, I remember being sent by many places that I worked in, Various chinuch organizations and chinuch refreshing courses, which are so important. And they really are. And they can do a tremendous amount of good. But sometimes, you know, you go to a great speech. And we all do this, you know. You listen to a great speech. Wow, what a speech. Great story, some jokes. Perfect, unbelievable. And you came back and you were inspired. And it was tremendous. And then what? And then we go back to regular life. And things just go back to normal. We tend to sort of lose that wonderful experience. We lose that geschmack that we had at the time and it was real. And we really did enjoy this shit. And we got inspired. It was a great speech. And we have to do something about it. What do we do? So there are two things. Number one, you implement something immediately. Right? We do something by Yishma Yisra. He heard and he acted. But more than that, constantly, constantly go over the idea doesn't mean every minute of the day, every hour of the day. doesn't even mean every day. Maybe once a week, once every couple of days, once a month. Like every business. Every successful business knows that we have to stop, have a meeting, and discuss. What are we doing? Are we successful? Is anything falling through the cracks? Are we keeping up to our, you know, motto of what makes us successful? 
Or did we forget about it somewhere down the lines? That's what we're doing over here. You know, life is very much a journey. Mishnah tells us very clearly in Pirkei Ovis at the end of Perik Base that it's not for us to finish. We're not here to finish, but we're here to make the journey. That's what we're here to do. And life is a big journey. There are ups, there are downs, there are challenges, there are hard times, there are easier times. And as we mentioned so many times before, challenges are very vital. They're important to our growth. That's what makes us grow. It's not a necessarily a negative thing. It's real. It's very productive if we use it in the right way. It's what makes us into who we're meant to be. The choices that we make are so vital, are so crucial for the part of the journey in order to perfect ourselves, in order to become great. And that's what we're doing here. And that's the purpose of everything. And it's the purpose of these classes and this series, of course, as well. The human being, as we know, is not stationary. We don't stay still. We're not stationary on the same level. It's like a mountain. Either you're going up or you're going down. But you're not remaining the same. And we have to constantly keep check of ourselves. Where are we holding? Are we going up or are we going down? And that means there's always an opportunity and a need to refresh because there's always going to be more challenges. There's always going to be bumps along the road. Another mountain to jump over to climb. Another opportunity to keep climbing And obviously, ultimately, another opportunity to become great if we know how to react. And therefore, sharpening the saw, this habit is doing just that. It's taking a step back and saying, what am I doing? Am I really implementing these habits? Am I becoming the person I want to be? Am I going in the direction I'm meant to be going in? You know, in many of the psychology books, they bring down that um, their understanding is that the man's greatest and strongest desire is self-gratification, pleasure. Yiddishkeit, as we know, teaches us differently. And we have an ashama, and we were sent down with a purpose, with a shiva, with a goal, that every single one of us have a different goal that we are here in order to perfect, in order to do. And yes, of course we're allowed certain pleasure and happiness, but that's not the goal. That's not why we're here. And therefore, we always have to make sure that we're not just slipping through the cracks and just enjoying life and just getting that pleasure, which is what the psychology books say is a man's greatest need and want in this world. We know it's much greater than that. It's much deeper than that. It's much more important than that. It's real. But if we never take the time to stop and think, we'll never do it. I met a, I met a fellow once on the street. I said to him, how are you doing? He says, I don't know. I said, what does that mean? He says, I don't have time to think. I said, that's a problem. You know, it sounds good. You know, I'm so busy, I don't have time to think. That's not a good thing. That's terrible. That's terrible. You don't have to necessarily sit down and make yourself a board meeting, but maybe take a few moments when you're walking in the street, when you're driving, when you're eating. Whatever you're doing, take a few moments. What am I doing? Am I in the right direction? Am I on the right train? Going in the right place? Because that's what we're here for. And if we're not doing that, what are we doing? Stephen Covey actually gets very, very practical when it comes to defining this habit as sharpening the saw. And he talks about four crucial and very major components. And he splits them up as follows. Number one, physical. Number two, mental. Number three, spiritual. And number four, social or emotion. So we'll talk about physical for a moment. And that's a very, very Jewish point of view because 
It means, and we have very many sources from the Torah, that a person has to preserve his health. To look after yourself, most famously the Rambam. The Rambam, as we know, dedicates a lot of time talking about a person's health. You go through Mada, the beginning, and you say that Torah. He discusses this, and how important it is for a person to eat healthily. How important it is for a person to exercise it's all midarke Hashem, the Rambam calls it. It's a way of serving Hashem. It makes us healthier. And it's very, very important. Why is it so important? Because the physical component is also, incompor- also important. And it has a link to our mental and our emotional well-being as well. Which means, and we're all familiar with this, that if a person is strong, he's well-rested, he's feeling good and healthy... He can make the correct decisions. He can make the right choices. He has the ability to do that. He can think straight. If a person is run down, he's tired, he's hungry, he's irritable. It doesn't make a difference how many self-help, self-discipline classes he goes to or books that he reads. If somebody ticks him off, he's just going to get angry. That's just how we are. That's just how the body reacts. And that's why it's so crucial for this habit and for all of the habits and for all our well-being in an emotional way as well, and of course in a spiritual way, is to look after our body, is to make sure that we are healthy, that we're well, we're exercised, we're you know, looking after ourselves. It's a very important thing. And in order to make the right choices, that's what we have to do. You know, people sometimes say that if you take time for yourself, that's wrong. It's all about everybody else. It's not about yourself. Don't be selfish. It's not true. Because if you take time for yourself, ultimately, you can help other people. In other words, by helping yourself, you're actually helping somebody else and everybody else. Because you're making yourself well-rested. In fact, the Shulchan Aruch already brings that a Melamed, a teacher, should actually have a certain amount of sleep. He shouldn't go to bed too late. Why? Because tomorrow, when he teaches the children, we don't want him to get irritable and frustrated and upset and angry. Because that's not going to help the children's chinuch. It's not going to help him teaching. And therefore, if he's got a responsibility to others, he has to look after himself. And that's very, very clear, as I said, from the Torah, from the Rambam, from Shulchan Aruch. And when it comes to the other one that we'll just mention, that Stephen Covey goes to, but we'll talk about that one, is the mental and spiritual one. And we have to go back to the early habits of making choices and what we call begin with the end in mind. Habit one, two, and three needs to be very, very important. And there are two components that I want to discuss. Number one, the mind has to rule the heart. That means if we allow the, uh, our life to control us, then rather us to control it, then we become emotional. And once we become emotional, we react emotionally also. And people make us upset and everything else. The mind has to rule the heart. That's a very important idea. In order to have the idea of making the right choices, to begin with the end in mind, all of that, the mind has to rule the heart. Number two, we have to be principle-centered people. What drives us? What keeps us going? What gives us those batteries, that energy? What is it? Is it the external moments that come our way? Or are we based on our principles on our goals, on our she'ifas that we're trying to get to, and that's how we react. And that's the direction that we choose to go in. We could, it's a choice. We could choose our you know, reactions and our external moments. We can go with that and just go with the flow, as they say. Or we can say, no, 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 no. The decisions that we make 
are very much based upon our goals. Why do I do something? Why do I go somewhere? Why do I say something? It's because ultimately I'm trying to get to my goal. And this is a small piece to get to my ultimate goal. And in order for this to happen, the mind has to be constantly, that's the mental that Stephen Covey is discussing, that the mind has to be constantly reminded in order to make sure that the mind is ruling the heart. The car constantly needs refilling of petrol and so too our minds constantly need reminding in what direction are we going. How to respond, how to communicate, how to use our time, it doesn't happen automatically. It's very nice that we listen to this series and maybe we'll even go out and buy the book. But at the end of the day, it doesn't work automatically unless we set aside time and sharpen the saw. The previous six habits are just not going to fall into place by itself. And there's another idea as well, and that is to speak to other people. Famous story from Reb Chaim Sanza. Reb Chaim Sanza tells over the following story. A man goes into the forest to, to see. You know, he's curious. He looks around. Before you know it, he doesn't know where he came from. He doesn't know the way out. So he tries that road and he tries that road. And every road that he takes is leading him deeper and deeper and deeper into the forest. And he's days and days in, he has no idea where to go. And all of a sudden he hears a noise, he looks up, he sees somebody else. That person is so excited. He comes running over to him and says, wow, there's somebody here that can tell me how to leave, how to get out of this place. Tell me, how do I get out? And the first guy's like, I'm, I'm really sorry, but I'm just as lost as you are. I have no idea. So the guy, this other guy was so upset. Here he is, I found someone, finally after days and days of looking, I found somebody, you can't even help me? And the first guy was so despondent. I can't help somebody, he felt so bad. But then he said, you know something? I can help you. Because I can tell you which road not to go on. I can show you which road I went on that just led me deeper. Don't use that one. That leads you deeper in. So yes, I can help you. And Chaim Sanzi uses it to show that sometimes we have to know when we discuss things with other people, Maybe they can't help us. Not always can they help us. You know, many times people call me with different questions and I can't always help them, but I can listen to them. And maybe I can perhaps show them the road not to go on. And that's a very important thing. Not everyone can take you out of your personal forest. Not everyone can help you. But based on their experiences, they can show you what not to do. And that's what it is all about. The previous habits we've been learning to work on our understanding and ourselves and our inner self and how eventually to use that to communicate and help our relationships, which helps, as we mentioned, a marriage, a workforce, a family, siblings, friends, everyone. And it implements into our lives and can change all of our lives. But all of this can only happen if we really sharpen the saw. If we take the time to review what we've learned and try to implement it in our lives in a real way. Because that's the only way it's actually going to help. And if we do that, we will change the way we react to things. We'll change our mind. We'll change our actions. And as we mentioned all the way in the beginning, it starts on the inside. And then it goes outside. It's not just about external. It's not just about getting your way and doing what you need to say in order to get the result you want. But it's about improving who you are. Loving other people. Understanding other people listening to their perspective, seeing they have a perspective, trying to, you know, make them win just like you want to win. There's so much that we discussed and there's so much benefit that we could put into our lives that would ultimately help other people's lives. But only and only 
if we sharpen the saw, if we take time to do this. It's okay, sometimes we'll fall, and sometimes we'll look back and say, oof, I missed the opportunity, I should have learned better, I should have listened better, I should have answered better, I should have reacted differently. True, we'll fall sometimes, but that's fine. As long as we get up, and ultimately we realize the goal, and realize that's life, that's fine. It's been an incredible, incredible journey. I hope all of you have enjoyed this series as much as I've enjoyed giving it. It's improved my life and changed my life in an incredible, incredible way. And I intend on constantly going over it. And it's been an incredible journey. And I want to thank our sponsors for helping us sponsor this series. And if you want to sponsor the next series, please send us an email. Office at BaseDovid, B-E-I-S, David.com. And I thank all of you. I thank Tony Time for hosting these Shurim. You can also get them on Spotify or Apple Music, Google Podcasts, and all podcast places, and my personal app, the Rabbi Avi Wiesenfeld app, which you can get and download for free. I want to thank everyone for joining us, and in Mitzvah Shem, we should use this to become better people, and as a result, change the world. Thank you for listening.